Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year, book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. The early Psalms, many of which were written by David, present us with two very strikingly different concepts. Psalms such as 3 through 7 give us David's idea of what it is to live a godly life. But the language, the content, and surely the inspiration expressed in Psalm 8 is altogether different. O Jehovah our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, you who have set your glory over the heavens. Here the language is heavenly, and the thought does not convey the human concept of godliness, but rather brings us to the divine concept and the divine thought, where Christ is exalted and uplifted to the uttermost. Clearly, though this psalm was also penned by David, it was initiated by God himself and full of his heart and thought. Francis Ball is here as we uh, have come to a An early high peak, Francis, in the Psalms, number eight. It's of a different character and nature than these ones we've just been enjoying recently. That's right. It's a real step forward, I would say. It's quite interesting to see how the uh, concept of the godly living is presented on earth and when the earth is a mess. (laughs) I think from the most of the Psalms, three, four, five, six, and seven are kind of an earthly mess. But come to Psalm eight, it's a different story. And we're really looking forward to getting this message out over the air so all the saints of the Lord can enjoy Psalm 8 when the Lord's name comes out so prevailing on the earth. Of course, we saw, Francis, uh, in the first couple of programs, Psalm 1 also kind of comes from the earthly view, extolling the law and uh, expressing the psalmist's desire to meditate on it night and day, day and night. But Psalm 2 brings us to a similar place that Psalm 8 does, perhaps not to quite the height, but uh, again, it touches the divine concept. So we really have this sort of toggling back and forth between the human concept, the human thought of what it is to live in a godly way. Uh, But within the Psalms, there are all these places where God's heart and God's thought is clearly expressed Mm -hmm. uh, and really centering us and focusing us on Christ himself, don't they? Yes, and especially... At least uh, the earliest one to do this in such a full way is Psalm 8, right. which we'll be on today. All right. right, let's. Uh, we've already read verse 1, and that, I think, will be the uh, central line that Witness Lee will cover in this first section. So let's join him. We come to Psalm 8. The more you read it, the more you have to admit that this psalm is altogether the heavenly language. All the foregoing five psalms are describing this and that, all bad things on this earth, there's nothing but a mess, a messy earth. Then when you come to Psalm 8, the tone changes. O Jehovah, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. The tone changes. You who have said your splendor, or glory above the heavens. So here, could you see one verse 
covers both the earth and the heaven. On the earth, something excellent, not a mess. What is this something excellent? That is the excellent name of the Lord Jesus. He's not here today, but his name is here. Yes, today, even today, on this earth, nothing but a mess. You look at the newspaper, on every page, what? Just a mess. But at least on this earth, there is something excellent. What is that something? Jesus, the name, the exalted name, the glorified name, Jesus on earth. But how about the heaven, Maya? In the heavens, the splendor. You have to know this psalm tries the best to uh, link the earth with the heaven and to bring down the heaven to the earth to link the earth to the heaven, to bring down the heaven to the earth. So here in verse 1, you could see the linking. How excellent is your name in all the earth. You have said, your splendor above the heavens. And the praise is not just on the earth, but also on the heaven. Actually, the heaven is the source of the excellency. The Excellency does not initiate from the earth, but from the heaven. Francis, um, I think we all have to admit that our little portion of the earth is most often characterized by the word mess. Uh, It gets messy (laughs) like uh, the psalmist did, like David's earth got in 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7. But isn't this wonderful in this uh, Psalm 8? There's something from the heavens that matches something on the earth, which gives us uh, a hope, doesn't it? This is really marvelous, Chris, that there could be such a psalm coming in at this particular point, at the beginning of the psalms, you might say. At least we're just to chapter 8. But this really gives us a fresh view and a joining of the heaven and the earth. I really was touched with this matter that how excellent is your name in all the earth. Amen. The thing that makes that name so excellent is the name of Jesus. He is the link of heaven and earth. He's the one who came down from heaven to earth, and he has linked heaven and earth. So the name of Jesus makes God's glory and and his name excellent in all the earth. Francis, the name uh, being present both in the heavens Uh, even above the heavens, right? And here on the earth, the linkage is to bring heaven and bring the heavenly uh, things to earth, not so much to bring the earthly messy things up to heaven, but that's uh, when we call on that name. How often do we experience this heavenly transmission? It really is so, isn't it? That we do experience heaven coming to earth when we call on the name of Jesus, because that is the name that makes his name excellent in all the earth. That makes Jehovah's name excellent in all the earth because his name is Jesus. When you call, O Lord Jesus, you really touch heavenly things, and you touch it on the earth in such a marvelous way. I was so impressed with this message in that light that we are really seeing a, a joining of heaven and earth by the incarnation of the Lord Jesus and by his being here in his name. 
even now. And whoever will call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And calling on the name of the Lord makes God so real, right? makes Jehovah so real to us in this day. Let's contrast this for just a moment with the natural thought. And, of course, as we've been seeing, the Psalms are uh, convey both, at times the human natural thought, at times the divine thought. The natural thought concerning the mess, and actually I think we see this if we go back and read David in those earlier uh, Psalms, 3 through 7, the natural thought is to ask God to clean up the mess. Mm -hmm. We want him to deal with the mess. But the divine thought is that he is providing Christ from the heavens to be brought even into our messy situation. Very often this is what God is desiring to bring us when what we're looking for is uh, an answer to our messy situation. Uh But this is really God's answer to our request. And I'm so thankful to the Lord that he came to be the excellency of Jehovah on the earth. Amen. And without that, we would still be just lost in the mess. Even though we are in a mess, we still have the name, the excellent name that comes to the earth in the person of Jesus Christ. So a call on that name is a deliverance. And I would say it's more like a gradual deliverance from the time we call on him the first time and calling on him so much in our living, that uh, this name becomes more and more real to us. I think we can even see this in the case of Nathaniel. I think he mentions this somewhere in the message that Nathaniel saw him and recognized him, but he needed a further revelation of of who Jesus is. Of course, we know uh, the word Jesus, the name Jesus, really means Jehovah the Savior or the salvation of Jehovah. So when David proclaimed in the Old Testament, O Jehovah our Lord, how excellent is your name, that is uh, touching the same divine element to the same person uh, in the Godhead as O Lord Jesus. Amen. How excellent is your name. Amen. Francis, let's go on and look at verse 2. It's equally marvelous. Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings you have established strength because of your adversaries, to stop the enemy and the avenger. Here's Witness Lee for our next portion. Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings, you have established strings because of your adversaries to stop the enemy and the avenger. The heaven is full of God's splendor. And on the earth... Jesus' name is excellent. And what else? Is this all in the universe? No. A lot adversaries, enemies, and avengers. Adversaries are those who are within. Enemies are those who are without. And the avengers are those who run back and forth. Three categories. Yes, in heaven, there's splendor. On the earth, there's an excellent name. But in between, the adversaries, enemies, and avengers, then what God would do? Well, God did something so super, higher. God established his praises out of the mouths of the most small, most weak ones. In Hebrew, the word is strength. 
But the Septuagint translated this word into priest. And this translation, Septuagint, was quoted by the Lord in Matthew 21. You know, when we gossip, argue, reason with people, that doesn't need any bit of strength. Right? But when you praise the Lord, I tell you, without strength, no praise can come out. Praises should be full of strength. And God's redemptive work can do so much to an extent that the weakest one, the smallest one, can have the strength to praise. And God has established this. Now, this word, establish, is a hard word to translate. In the Lord's quotation, in Matthew 21, the Lord Jesus quoted in the way you have perfected. Your praise was altogether not perfect, right? If you don't have the extra strength, you cannot have a completed, perfected praise. And there's something excellent that the Lord named. And in heavens, some splendor there. That's God's glory. Now, in between, what is here? The praise of strength that comes out of the mouth of the smallest one. And this is God's marvelous consummation. Now, Francis, it seems once again, this really matches our experience. We have to confess we're often plagued by the enemies, the avengers, and the adversaries. And uh, many times all we can do out of our weakness is just utter a kind of a feeble uh, expression of praise and thanksgiving to the Lord and through his name. But something happens then, doesn't it? It really does. This is a marvelous revelation of our experience. Even though we're the babes, the sucklings, the weak ones, yet... We can praise the Lord, and these praises are really the expression that overcomes the enemy and defeats all the adversaries and uh, strikes a death blow to all those that are against God. But we are the praising ones. Out of our mouth, he has perfected praise. I really enjoyed that. He's perfected praise. That means he's strengthened it. The praises that come out of our mouth, even though we're weak ones, and even think of the weakest ones among the Lord's people. Yet when they praise the Lord, there is strength in that. That really is a defeat to the enemy and a glory to the Lord. And really a revelation. How excellent is this name in all the earth? Yeah, this uh, connection between praise and strength is, uh, to me, very, very new. I hadn't realized that in such an academic way. But once I hear it, I realize experientially, Mm -hmm. that's right. Many times our praises uh, start out in a in a pretty weak condition, yeah. don't they? They match our condition. They're about right. as weak as we are. Yeah. But just by virtue of the fact that we, in our weak state, will open our mouth to utter a praise to the Lord, uh, strengthening begins to match the praising, and the two together ascend, don't they? Oh, it's marvelous. It reminds me of the way the Lord came in to strengthen the praises of those that began to know him. Especially in the Gospel of John, you you have God in his Godhead revealed. Mm -hmm. And the more we get to know him and the more we realize that Jesus is Jehovah and we praise him, 
the stronger our praises become, and the more released they are, the more they release us, even our vision is enlarged by our praises to Jehovah. Really good. And we beheld his glory, right? Full of grace and reality. Amen. And uh, out of our weakness, once our gaze is uh, altered from dwelling on our own weakness to gazing on the glorious Christ, the exalted one, this one that's full of splendor, somehow our weakness uh, doesn't seem to have the same impact on us that it did uh, just moments before. There's a real key here, isn't there, to our experience? There really is. This really deals with the enemies more than anything else. This kind of praising really liberates a person from all the enemy's attacks. Verses 3 and 4, Francis, in Psalm 8 continue like this. When I see your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is mortal man that you remember him, and the son of man that you visit him? We have a wonderful section to conclude with today. Let's get to Witness Lee, and then we'll have a couple minutes to uh, enjoy it together. Verse 3 says, When I see your heavens, he didn't say, When I see the heavens. He says, I see your heavens. Your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars. The moon and stars indicate it was in the night. At the night time, everywhere is dark. But the psalmist lifted up his eyes to look at the heaven of our Father. Our Father's heaven. Then he said, what is man? What is man? Now, he turned his view from the heavens to the earth from the moon and the stars on the heavens to men on this earth. What is man that you remember him? And the sin of man that you visit him. Firstly, God in the heavens remembered man. When he did this, before he became incarnated, then he came to visit man. By what way? By becoming a man. By his incarnation. Eventually he came. Jesus came. The triumph God came. Now, as a believer of Jesus, have you not been visited by him? Every day when I was praying, I thought that the Lord came to me again. He came to me again. In what way? In the way of incarnation, in the way of his human living, in the way of his crucifixion, and in the way of his resurrection, and in the way of his ascension, and in the way of his dissension. If the Lord Jesus had never gone through all these processes, how could he be with you today? He is now with you. He took a long journey. What is man that you remember him? And what is the son of man that you visit him? And today, every day, every moment, he is visiting you all the time. Francis, in the first session today, we talked about how the name links the heavens and the earth. Uh, This section really enlarges and develops that in a marvelous way, doesn't it? 
My, I should say it does. And this reminds me of that uh, experience that Nathaniel had when he uh, recognized that Jesus is really Jehovah, and he calls him the Son of God. And then the Lord's answer to him was, you'll see greater things than this. I think uh, we've had this kind of experience to some measure that we saw and recognized who the Lord Jesus is. How excellent is his name on all the earth. And we called out to his name, and we really praised him, and this did something in us. But uh, the Lord's word answered to us before you were ever called. God already knew about you. You know, he, Brother Lee mentioned that in the psalm it says, What is man, what is mortal man, that you're mindful of him? But now the Lord is saying, You'll see greater things than this. And the greater things than this is that you will see the heavens open and the angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. So this brings all the heaven to the earth and all the riches reality of, of what Jehovah is to us to our awareness and to our enjoyment of him. We're seeing greater things than just the initial thing we saw at the beginning. This psalm really takes us a long ways into our Christian experience so that we really can praise the Lord for what he has taken account of man and come as a man to be our Savior, our Lord, and even our life. Yeah, the development of this idea of visiting God's visitation to man. Of course, you can read that in a superficial way and have a a level of appreciation, but to realize that this is really implying all the steps, all the process that the Lord uh, went through uh, from his incarnation and those 33 and a half years of most often uh, kind of suffering human life uh, and then passing through the death that he passed through on our behalf, uh, the shedding of his blood and being sown in the uh, tomb for three days Uh, but raising up in resurrection, then his ascension, his glorification and outpouring. All of this was that this psalm could be fulfilled in a marvelous and complete way, not in a kind of a just shallow, uh, sentimental way. Oh, God visited me. No, look what God has done for us, Francis. Right. He has come to be with us. We've seen the angels of God ascending and descending on him. And we really have experienced this ascending and descending in our experiences of the Lord. He has come to be among us, to be one with us, and opened up the heavens to us. So now the heavens and the earth can be joined together. Wow. It's as if he has now built an expressway, a freeway between the earth and heaven. So when we call on that name, a lot of traffic happening on that divine expressway. That's right. If we just call on that name, we can be in that divine traffic. Francis, this is our first opportunity to be together since we've begun this new life study of uh, the book of Psalms. And as you know, it's a lengthy one. So uh, Lord willing, we'll have many, many more chances to come together and enjoy these portions as we uh, continue this uh, journey of, that we're on. Well, I look forward to your invitation. Well, it's open and standing <laughs> and here always, uh, always happy, uh, happily received here when, whenever you're able. We hope you'll get the printed volumes uh, for the Psalms Life Study early on in this Life Study. We, we really recommend it. The printed portions here are wonderful resource for you and a, a, I think something you'll treasure for your whole life and to open up the book of Psalms yourself and to have these uh, printed messages to get into it and dive into these riches on your own is uh, really the best way to stay with us day by day. So if you'd like to find out about how to get these printed messages, call us toll free, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY, 888 888- Five four three three seven eight eight. 3788 You can write to us also. Our mailing address is Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, 
Anaheim, California, 92814. And our email address is radio at lsm.org. And from our website, www.lsm.org, you can just click on the radio link there and it'll take you to the archive of all of our past programs. So I think uh, something like 1,800 uh, or more, Francis, are now there. So uh, there's a lot for our listeners to dive into, and uh, many are listening even on the Internet now and uh, not through a direct radio station. So, of course, they already know about uh, the wonders of technology, but if you have a computer and they're uh, able to access the Internet and like to listen to these past programs, you can do so. Once again, we uh, give you our toll-free number if you'd like to contact us, one eight 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 life study and we'll return tomorrow with another life study from the Book of Psalms. For Francis Ball, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Millions of Christians have been strengthened in their faith through the ministry of Watchman Nee. In a recent release by Living Stream Ministry entitled The Overcoming Life, Watchman Nee sounds a call to the believers to pursue the normal Christian life that is hidden with God in Christ. The overcoming life is filled with truth, reverberates with hope, and brings the reader to renewed consecration. The Overcoming Life by Watchman Nee from Living Stream Ministry is available at Christian bookstores everywhere, or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788.